Hey guys, it's Olivia, the host of For You From Eve. I'm so excited you decided to click on to this episode. This podcast was created to becoming a better version of our yesterday selves through the power of meditating, manifesting, and motivation. I upload episodes every single Monday, and I'm so excited to have you here. So let's go ahead and enjoy this week's episode. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. It is Saturday morning and I wanted to do a solo episode for Monday's episode. I asked you guys on Instagram to ask me a few questions or a few things you wanted me to talk about. I've recently gotten a lot more people onto my platform through TikTok and through Instagram, so I decided I wanted to kind of do a little advice session for you guys and just for you guys to get to know me a little bit better. I know you guys really like solo episodes and I don't really do them that much, so I wanted to do one for today's episode. So today I will be going through the questions you guys wanted me to talk about and you wanted me to give advice on. If you didn't be a part of this or I didn't answer your question, I will try my best to answer it next time. I don't want to make these super long episodes because I do get into detail about each question. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Olivia Eve Shabo or at For You From Eve. It will be linked down below if you want to participate in the next advice session. So let's go ahead and get started. The first question that I got is, do you ever feel burnt out? How to get out of this feeling? Definitely. I think everyone does. You can't be, you know, even though when I post, I post when I'm motivated and productive and everything like that just because that's what I like to watch. That's 100% not how I feel all the time. I actually do have a few like TikToks up where it's just a super slow, unmotivated day. So 100%, I know what you mean. I think that especially with quarantine and being home now, things are a little bit more open. Like I go to work in person and everything. But as for doing school from home And kind of just interning from home, all these things, it can be super draining to be stuck in my house all day, especially a few months ago when I wasn't working from the office or from the store. So I think it could be super draining, especially during this time, because when we're going somewhere for work or for school or whatever it is, we have that extra motivation to get ready, to see our friends, to have a social life, to grab drinks after a day at the office or to grab lunch with your friends in between classes. We had that freedom and it was kind of just taken away from us and we were forced to be alone in our bedrooms, moving from our bed to our desk and spending the whole day there. So it's mentally exhausting and draining. So I think it's so normal to feel burnt out. The number one thing I could say is when you do feel this way, don't get down on yourself about it. Don't get mad at yourself for not doing anything about it. Don't get upset because you didn't do everything you wanted to get done that day. I think that it's super important to let yourself feel that emotion and let yourself feel tired. It's so normal to feel tired. It's so normal to feel burnt out. So I think it's definitely normal to just like sit back and have a day where you're like, I'm just going to sit in bed today. And I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to force anything on me. I don't want to do anything today. And just having days like that will kind of make you feel more motivated the next time you're in that like motivated spirit. So when you're in a funk, let yourself be in a funk. Let yourself feel these emotions. You're a human being. You're going to feel this way no matter what. And just let yourself do it because, you know, one day you can completely explode if you don't let yourself have any rest days. So 100% I feel this way. I think it's so normal. Some things I do to get out of this feeling is number one, like I said, let myself feel it. If I wake up one morning and I'm like, I don't, it's Saturday morning. It's no, it's not even, oh yeah, it's 1130 in the morning. I woke up at around nine and I did a little bit of journaling and that's it. I've been in my bed for the past two hours. I've been doing a little bit of like 
homework on my laptop. I've also been watching a little bit of TV. I just now started recording this podcast episode. I went through TikTok. I did all these things. So even though today wasn't the most like motivating day, I'd let myself just have this day. But when it comes to getting yourself out of this funk and getting yourself out of this kind of burnt out feeling, one thing that I think is super important that is probably really cliche is cleaning your space. I know I say this every single like I, I just I always bring this up because right now my room's a little bit messy and I know when I finish this episode, when I clean it, like I'll be a lot more motivated to do other things. Me personally and a lot of other people, there's no motivation when you're in a messy room. Like you don't want to go on your desk when it's filmed filled with all this stuff and be like, oh yeah, I want to do my homework on that desk. Like, no. So I think a really important thing is cleaning your space. It'll clean your mind. It's very therapeutic to me. If I'm ever feeling anxious or anything like that, cleaning my room completely takes all that away. So put your clothes away, maybe organize your closet, organize your drawers, your desk drawers, whatever it is, and just clean and organize everything. And it doesn't have to be like a super intense, rushed project. You know, you could just blast some music and start cleaning. You know what I mean? And it's so fun. I mean, to me, it's so fun. I know for some people it's not, but when I'm just blasting music or I put a TV show on and I just, you know, I just clean and I'm by myself and I put my phone away, it's very therapeutic to me. So I think number one, let yourself have that feeling. Number two, clean your space. Number three, get inspiration, whether it's from a friend, whether it's going on a walk and listening to a podcast, whether it's scrolling through Pinterest. If you're really in that mood where you're just like, I just want to be in bed, wake up and scroll through Pinterest. If you ha- if you're on like the right side of Pinterest, you know what I mean? I think this could be really good. I think it's a little bit tricky to be on your phone when you're on this feeling and be on social media, but Pinterest for me is like a different type of social media. I feel like Pinterest is super motivating and inspiring for me and it's like my vision board. So I really like going through Pinterest when I'm in this mood. I really like talking to someone who's motivated and inspired. It motivates and inspires me. So I think there's, you know, if you have friends that are super motivating, inspiring, talk to them, a family member, a sister, a boyfriend, whatever it is, talk to them, have them kind of motivate you, remind you of your goals. I think another thing you could do is journal, you know, do manifestations. Manifestations always motivate me. I think that when I'm writing down my future life and what I see for myself, it makes me want to work towards it. So I think that's a really big thing as well. So those are some of my tips on how I get out of my funk. Um, You could also just have a super nice slow skincare day, a little self-care, get your nails done, do a like little facial, just relax. All these things to just kind of like shape you and then plan. I will open my planner and I'll say, okay, it's Sunday. I feel really burnt out today. I Monday through Saturday, we're go, go, go. So today I feel super burnt out. I just want to relax. So my end point would just be let yourself feel these emotions and do little things that just inspire you and motivate you that don't take too much effort and that are just therapeutic to you. Okay, so the second one that I got is how do you wake up early and have motivation? So I do on the weekdays, I do wake up super early. On the weekends, I let my like today I woke up at 9:30. I definitely let myself sleep in if I was kind of like out later the night before. Like yesterday, I don't think I got home till like maybe one o'clock in the morning. So I was like a little bit more tired. I woke up a little bit later today. But I think when it comes to waking up early, you have to sleep early. You have to get your hours in. Don't I mean, I know it's hard for some people depending on like the job you work and the school that you're in or the program or whatever it is, but it's just not realistic to sleep at one, two, three o'clock in the morning and be like, I want to wake up at six or seven o'clock in the morning. You're not getting enough sleep and you're going to tire yourself out. So don't force yourself to be a morning person if you can't really sleep at a normal time. So for me, 
if it's already 10 p.m. and I'm still doing homework, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up later tomorrow. I'm not going to force myself to wake up early and have this super productive morning routine if it's already 10 p.m. and I still have so much more homework to do. I'm not going to force myself to do that. I think that you have to get a good night's sleep. And I think when it comes to like actually having the motivation to get out of bed, number one, do not go on your phone because you'll turn off the alarm clock. And then as soon as you do that, you're kind of going to want to keep going. You're going to see one notification and be like, oh, I want to keep going. So turn off the alarm clock, put the phone away. Don't look at it. Another thing is as soon as you do that, jump out of bed. When I say jump out of bed, I mean jump, like actually jump out of bed. Um, If you're like me and you have low iron and you get a little bit lightheaded when you do it, it's okay. It's worth it. So let's say it's 6.30, 7 o'clock, still not super early, but whatever, 5.30, 6.30, whatever time it is. I'll turn off my alarm clock and I'll jump. My body will jolt out of bed. Number one, this is known to improve your mood. And number two, you're a lot less likely to go back into bed after that. So as soon as I get out of bed, I'll jump out of bed, go to the bathroom and rinse my face with cold water and brush my teeth. I have to brush my teeth first thing in the morning. I can't do anything without brushing my teeth. So brush my teeth, wash my face, and right away you're already going to be awake. Um, So I think – and another thing when it comes to waking up early and actually having the motivation to do it besides just forcing yourself is have something you look forward to in the morning. So I go to sleep thinking about my morning coffee. Like I go to sleep and I'm like, I'm going to have an iced latte tomorrow morning. I'm so happy. So I think that having something you look forward to, whether it's a coffee or a morning stretch or a morning walk or a specific podcast, whatever it is, having something to look forward to in the morning isn't going to make your morning so dreadful. If you force a morning routine that someone else has just because they're productive, you're you're not going to be excited to do it. You're not going to be motivated to do it. So that's how I used to be when I was like younger. I would try to – I would see like a super productive girl on YouTube and be like, oh, I want to copy her morning routine. But really that's not realistic. I had to create one that worked to my schedule, that worked to what I liked. So something I look really forward to is having an iced latte and journaling. That's something I love to do in the morning. So once I jolt out of bed, I brush my teeth, wash my face, have my water, take my vitamins, I make my iced latte, I sit back in bed, and I journal with my coffee. Um, If you have another place to sit, like your couch or a chair, I recommend that over my bed. Um, I just – I sit on my bed because there's nowhere else really for me to sit in my house like by myself. So I like to journal and do my coffee. So have something you look forward to do in the morning. Move your body around. So I think like do a lot of stretching and – you know, maybe do, I like to do stretching and like a little ab workout and then like workout workout at night, but just even just doing a stretch, maybe a little meditation, maybe your manifestations in the morning will, will motivate you a lot. So me personally though, I love mornings. I don't really like nighttime. I like when the sun is out. I like when I have the whole day ahead of me. I really love mornings. I don't like the nighttime. So it's not that hard for me to be motivated in the morning, but it's definitely hard to be motivated to wake up early. So kind of just have something excited to look forward to, jump yourself out of bed. You're going to have to force yourself to wake up early. I don't think it ever gets easy for people to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. There's just, there's no way. There's no way that ever gets easy for anyone. So I don't believe that it does, but I do believe that you can add little things in your morning routine. Like think about it. That, mo- that sorry, someone's mowing the lawn outside. So I hope you guys don't hear that through the mic. I don't think you do, but just think about like, you want to wake up. Let's say you, I like me personally, I have to be at work at like 1030. I work at a, I work at a boutique. I have to be there around 1030, 1045. I mean, I have to leave my house like 1015, whatever. So for me, I have to leave my house at 1015. I think about it like 
I, I'm very like OCD in the morning though. I like my morning slow. If I have to leave the house at 10 15, I want to be up by seven. I want to be up at like seven, six forty-five, seven. And I know some people are like, dude, you do not need three hours to get ready, which is true. I don't need three. If I like to actually get ready, it takes me like 20 minutes. Like to actually just like hair, makeup, skincare, outfit, 20, 25 minutes. But my point is that mornings excite me. I love the daylight. I love getting, I love being productive in the morning. And I know some people will be like, oh, I, I'm productive in the morning. I wake up at 5.30 and I'm super productive. I have a great morning. And then it hits 1 p.m. and I'm crashed. I fall asleep. I take a nap. And it just makes me feel like my morning was a waste. Been there. That was me during quarantine last year. I would try to be like super productive, wake up, be part of the 5.30 club and do all these things in the morning and then it hit one and I'd be exhausted and I'd take a nap till like three sometimes. So the reason behind that is because you're not getting enough sleep the night before. If you were getting enough sleep the night before, you wouldn't need to do that in the morning. Are you having enough fruits? Are you having enough vegetables? Maybe like me personally, I've had coffee for the past like five years of my life pretty much every single day. So if I don't have coffee or caffeine or something, my body's going to naturally crash, Just be, which isn't a good thing. It's just naturally immune to coffee, so it will crash like that. So maybe you need a second cup of coffee at that time, um, matcha or whatever it is, you know? So I think that you need to get a good night's rest or you will nap the next day if you wake up early and try to keep yourself busy. So I wake – because I have to be at work from 11 to 6, so it's like I – kind of have to be awake during that whole time. I don't have an option to nap. It doesn't get that tiring. So I think that having something to do, giving yourself plans, whether it's going to the grocery store, going to for a walk, going to the gym, having giving yourself something to do will stop you from napping. Um, I kind of drifted away from the whole morning thing, but getting a good night's rest is so important when having a productive morning routine. So that's my little spiel on that. The next thing I got I struggle with acne and it takes away my confidence. Help me. I picked this question and I remember I most of my questions were about motivation and morning routines and which I love answering stuff like that. I do. I love it. But then I saw this one that stood out. I struggle with acne and takes me confidence. I actually messaged this girl separately because never have I ever related to something more. I've had bad skin for about I think six years now six years. Like I haven't gotten a break in the summers. My skin is actually pretty nice in the summer. I can't complain. I feel like everyone's is when you get that ocean water and the sun and you know, everything like that. It definitely gets better in the summer. I feel you. It's been six years. I started getting acne when I was 14. So like freshman in high school, I feel like that's normally when people start getting it. I don't, I haven't like talked to her, talked to her yet. So I don't know your age. I don't know how long you've had acne, but I got mine when I was 14, which is definitely a very normal age to get it. And kind of just thought it was going to be one of those things. You get it for a few months, maybe a few years, and it goes away. That wasn't the case for me. I'm going to talk a lot about this. Um, This is going to be probably the main part of the episode because if you struggle with bad skin or kind of just any insecurity in general, I would definitely listen very closely to everything I'm about to say because I know firsthand what it's like to not want to leave your house because of the way that you look. So like I said, I when I first struggled with acne, it didn't really phase me because like I said, I was in high school and everyone around me had it. Like everyone in my grade had acne. Not everyone, but like most of my friends struggled with acne. It was like a very normal thing. Like we were 14, 15 years old. It was super normal to struggle with acne. So I never thought anything less of myself, which you shouldn't anyways. I'm not – like me talking about this isn't me being like – oh, people with acne are this and that. Because when I look at people with acne, I don't see them the way I see myself. 
Like, I'm like, oh my God, that girl's so pretty. I don't look at her skin or anything. But for me, like, I get insecure about mine. So, like I said, I was in high school. Most people are breaking out in high school. So, it never really made me that insecure because other people were going through the same thing as me. So, it was kind of just like something we all go through. But then when I graduated high school, I'm now in my third year of college and my acne never went away. And it was hard because none of my close friends have acne, which I don't wish – I don't wish – and acne upon like any of my friends just because I had it and they didn't never ever but my point is none of my guy friends my girlfriends no one had acne around me and I was just like now in high school most people had acne around me now I graduate and all these people that had acne in high school don't have it anymore and my friends don't have it because we're in our we're hitting our 20s you know this is when it's supposed to be going away I know some people start getting acne in their 20s and like never had it as a teenager but I don't know my case to be honest um, I also want to go through things I've tried for it. Just I'm gonna go through everything. No one around me had acne except for me. None of my friends, if you know, this I think it was really hard when we started to go out places like and like I'm underage, so it wasn't like crazy places, but little bars or clubs or whatever it is. And I'm just like looking at all these people and I'm like, wow, like no one here has bad skin except for me. Like I just never came across someone who has like skin like mine. So like I would see these people and I'd be like, oh my goodness, like I'm in my 20s. Why do I have acne right now? None of these people have acne. Like I'm the only one and I know everyone's looking at it. First of all, no one cares. No one cares that you have acne. No one's looking at it. No one's thinking the things that you're thinking. I promise you. And if they are, then they have their own problems to worry about. But it would make me not want to leave my house with friends that I've been friends with for 10 years. I wouldn't want to leave my house because of my skin. And I remember like I would tell this and some of my guy friends would be like, are you stupid? He's like, they're like, we've known you for 10 years and you don't want to see us because you're insecure about your skin. Like what? we don't care about that. But for me, I knew people didn't care. I knew people didn't care about – like I knew my friends – I knew my friends weren't going to stop being friends with me. Like I wasn't that dramatic. But I hated looking at myself in the mirror. I would look at myself in the mirror and I would see my skin and I would be like, oh my goodness, I can't go out. I feel so bad for the people that have to look at this. And if you're listening and you have skin, you know what I'm talking about when it comes to makeup. You don't want to put makeup on it because it makes it look worse. I think this is the reason I never got into makeup because I see my friends that are so good at makeup and they look so good with it on. And I can't do that because I have such bad skin that it's just like, it looks worse. It looks patchy. It's the coloration is weird. So I can't win in that sense. That's kind of why I don't wear makeup. I just don't look good with it because of my skin. So I'm also not good at doing it. But besides the point, I never tried to cover it up really. I think in in high school, I tried to cover it up a lot. And then in college, I guess the beginning of college, I would this past year, don't try anymore. I don't try to cover it up at all. I just, I let it out. I let it breathe. Obviously, I'll put a little bit of concealer if I'm going out somewhere, but I don't care anymore. I'm like, everyone knows I have acne. Even when I put makeup on, people are going to see it. So who cares? I also have rosacea. So I have rosacea and acne. My acne isn't cystic. Um, It's more just like little whiteheads and rosacea. So it's a lot of redness and little whiteheads. I know everyone has different types of acne. That's my type of acne. It's mostly just texturized skin, colorization, and then little pimples. I don't really get like huge pimples, but we all have a different story. So I know what it feels like to not want to leave your house because you're insecure about your skin or your body or your hair or your feet, whatever it is that you're insecure about. I know what it's like. The number one thing I want to say is don't let that stop you from living your life. Even if people point it out, I've been made fun of for my acne before. Like 
many times, whether it was from a family or friend member, like friend that obviously isn't doing it in a malicious way, but is still like pointing it out. I've been there and it, it sucks. I remember like if someone would ever say anything about my acne in person, I'd kind of just laugh it off and then I'd go home and cry for like a day and just look at myself and cry. And I'd be like, I can't believe I look like this. So I let it stop me from doing a lot of things. And I never had close friends that would like, like my girl close friends would never make me feel bad about it. It's not like anyone really made me feel bad about it. It's just, it was myself. It was what I I put these thoughts into my head. So yes, my acne still hasn't cleared. Some things that I've tried, um, I went on birth control, didn't work for my skin. It actually made my skin a lot worse. I was on it for almost nine months and it made my skin horrible, made me gain weight. So for me, that didn't work. I know for some people it does. For me, it didn't. So I'm not on that anymore for my skin. Um, I tried spirulactone. Spirulactone actually was helping my skin a little bit, but I hate the feeling of being dependent on medication, especially if you like don't know how long you're supposed to go on it for. I just hated that feeling of like, okay, I'm on medication to help my skin. I wanted to do it in a more organic, natural way. That's also why I haven't been on Accutane. Accutane has crazy side effects. I can't give expert opinion on Accutane because I've never been on it, but I went to a consultation for one. Um, It was not recommended for me. The side effects would have treated me very, very badly for Accutane, and it just wasn't worth the risk for me. So I never resorted to Accutane. Um, I've done a chemical peel. I'm actually kind of in the middle of one. I had one about two weeks ago, and then I have another one coming up in another two weeks for my second session. Um, Chemical peel... It's definitely making my skin brighter. So if you want something like that, if you're kind of just like maybe you're just a little bit red or a little bit dull on your skin or something, I definitely recommend getting a chemical peel. I'm also going to start using this cream from the place to kind of um, like lighten the scars because as I'm getting older, I am getting less pimples, but also I'm going to tell you why I'm getting less pimples right now. Number one, first of all, I'm having actually skin specialist. Um, her name is Josephine. Come on. I'm recording with her next week. So she will be on soon to talk all about skin. I also have a girl named Brooke who's also going to dive in a little bit into skin. So I do want to start getting more into that type of stuff. I love hearing about it. I want to learn about it. I know you guys want to learn about it. So I definitely want to have people come on to talk about it, but I'm going to talk my personal experience because my skin has been getting better. So I want to talk about it. Number one, what you're putting inside your body. Are you taking vitamins? Are you eating too much dairy? Are you having too much gluten? All these things add up. I know for some people it's just genetics. Like the people I know eat like shit. They eat horribly and don't have a pimple on their face. Me, I eat amazingly. I'm going to hype myself up because for three months, the dirtiest food I ever had was I had Wendy's one time. I haven't had any dirty food besides that. So for me, like I take such good care of myself. I go to sleep early. I wake up early. I take my vitamins. I drink a lot of water, chlorophyll water, whatever you, whatever it is. I work out pretty much. Oh my God, my laptop's dying. Anyways, let's see if we can finish this episode. I work out five to six days a week. I, like I said, sleep early, wake up early, and I eat good foods. I have like two smoothies a day. I have a salad every single day. I get my fruits and vegetables in like crazy. So for me, it's super aggravating because I was taking such good care of myself and still my skin was worse than the people around me. But then I realized it's progress and it's the inside that matters. So number one, look at what you're eating. Look at what time you're sleeping. Look at, are you cleaning your pillowcase? Are you using good skincare? Are you actually cleaning your skin every single morning and day? 
think about these things that maybe you think are just like, you're like, oh, well, my friends don't do it and they don't have acne. So why would I do it to fix my acne? Every single skin, body, everything is different. So do it yourself. Clean your diet. That's actually the number one tip that I have is cleaning your diet first before you resort to any medication. Try everything you can when it comes to dieting and skincare before going and resorting to medication. So like I said, I cut out dairy. I I do a spiritual fast for 50 days. I'm Christian Orthodox. So for our Orthodox Easter, 50 days prior, you're supposed to give up meat and dairy. I don't eat meat except for chicken. So I decided to give up dairy and coffee to make it more challenging. So I haven't had coffee. But also what I did was I gave this up a month before the 50 days. So I'm now two months in to not having any dairy or any coffee. I don't think coffee affects my skin, to be honest, but dairy I definitely think does. So I've been breaking out a lot less because of dairy. I'm honestly scared to go back to it because I know my skin's going to go wild when I go back to dairy. So I haven't decided if I'm going back to it yet. The only thing that makes me want to go back to dairy is pizza. If it wasn't for pizza or there was good vegan pizza, I would never go back to dairy. Actually, never. Like I don't have dairy milk. Like Cheese, I love cheese, but unless it's on pizza, I'm not dying for it. So if it wasn't for pizza, I would 100% give up dairy for my skin. But yeah, so that's something I think that is a really big thing is what you're putting into your body. Gluten, I know for some people cutting out gluten helps. I don't completely cut out gluten at all, um, but I definitely try to lower my intake. I get gluten-free pastas, gluten-free breads, but I'm not like super crazy about what has gluten in it. I just try to like minimize what I can and what I'm capable of. So I think 100% it's what you're putting into your body. Um, and then how, yeah, like your skincare, are you actually cleaning your face every morning and night? All these things. So like I said, I'm going to have a specialist on to talk about it, but don't let it take away your confidence. Don't let it take away your memories. At the end of the day, it's skin. When you're 40, 50 years old, you don't want to look back and see all these things you missed out on just because you didn't want to leave your house with bad skin. I know it's hard. Like I know it's hard and I feel so sorry because I'm actually going through the same thing. For me, something that I think my skin has taken for me is I've always, I'm on a podcast right now. I've always wanted to do a YouTube channel and I record myself and I rewatch it and I look at my skin and I start crying and I'm like, I can't upload this to the internet. I'm like, I look gross. I don't look clean. I look like I'm not put together. Like I look like I don't take care of myself. These are the thoughts that go in my head when I see my skin. But then I see someone else with acne and I don't think anything of it. I'm like, oh my God, this girl is beautiful. This guy is so cool. Like, I don't think anything about their acne or what they look like. I don't see it on anyone the way that I see it on myself, which I think is very normal. But no matter what you're insecure about, like I said, if it's your skin or your body or anything, don't let it stop you from living your life. You have one life to live. And something that also really sticks with me is how much bigger our problems could be, how much bigger our problems could be. I think that when we kind of, this is getting a little bit deeper, but when we just come back and we contain ourselves and we think about what we're actually complaining about, I thank God that one of my biggest problems in life is my skin. Like I saw a tweet once and this is going to get super kind of like dark and, and deep, but I think it's something that people need to hear because I heard it and it honestly changed my life anytime I have an issue it was a tweet and it was like, you think your problems are big? I dare you to go to a children's hospital and tell one of those kids in the bed what you're struggling with. I read that tweet and I was just taken back by it. And I was so mad at myself for all these years. I complained and I complained about my skin and my body and all these things. And then it put it into perspective. Thank God. Thank God 
like I said, I don't know you, but for me personally, thank God this is one of my biggest problems. So going to have someone on to talk a lot about skin, give you guys really, really good tips, but don't let it take away your confidence because I've been there and I've let it do that to me and it completely destroyed me. And I don't want to let it get to that point. I have skin. I mean, I have bad skin, I have acne, I have rosacea, and I'm still leaving my house with no makeup on because it's just that this fact, it's who I am. It's what I am. I don't love it about myself, but I'm trying my best to change it. And until I change it, you can't complain about something if you don't try to change it, number one. Number two, if it's something that's not changing right away or taking a while to see results, learn to accept it and love it along the journey. That's my take on skin. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. I My laptop's about to die, so I'm going to go for this one. I hope you guys liked that little advice session. I love recording these, so let me know. Follow me on Instagram if you want to be a part of the next one. And thank you so much for listening to this Monday's episode. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.